0: We are up to Yabambas Ahmed Aleph. We're finishing, we're completing, explaining our mystery. We went through all the different arroyas and we basically explained that, that if the erva is not suitable to one of the brothers, like it turns out to be it's one of the brothers, one of the Yabamba's Yavam's daughters, for example, then the, not only does the, she obviously cannot marry the brother, the, the her father, but so too the tsara is also exempt. Not only when we say exempt, therefore, kicks in the Easter of being your brother's wife, and she is forbidden to marry or, or anything with, the, with them. So, the Mishnah then continues, four lines of that. Kate said, so to say, the Mishnah says that not only are they not involved in the Mitzvah if Reuben dies and, and, and his wife happens to be Shimon's daughter, or Shimon's mother, or, <clears throat> but also, the co-wife is exempt. Says the Gemara, how do you know that? Omer the Amakrokes says the pasuk litzoray. We already had it before. It says in the pasuk litzoray. That what? that you shouldn't take a wife and her sister litzoray. So litzoray also could have lotsor because they're going to you know compete with each other, rivals, be rivalry. Well, litzoray adds more as a co-wife as well. The toid includes many tzores. Rav Ashi says. Rav Ashi says that what do you call? it? Ashi says savorihi. Now litzoray is not only coming to tell you. That um yeah, he says it makes sense. What do you make sense? Uh he sort of um we're learning now that not only is it sort of forbidden, but Mishnah says that the co-wife, co-wife. Those if Ruben Reuben died, there were five brothers, and she was a co-wife of uh, let's say Shimon's daughter, so obviously Shimon's not involved. And then if she married, let's say um uh, Levi, and Levi had another wife there, so it's like two steps away from from um, Shimon's daughter. Then, um, and then Lady dies, that co-wife also is forbidden. It keep, continues going on. It says literary means many, many tourists. And there's no end to every brother's co-wife. If the co-wife continues getting married to another another brother, the co-wife, 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 they're all fall under the same banner. is It's actually a Svarim that, that a tsara or tsara should be the same thing. And what is that? My time... Um, what's the reason i see the what's sorry i time I said why is it so herself also because she has a connection to a woman who was an erva therefore for the tzara, the co-wife is also included in that isa. So also is also connected so therefore it doesn't matter how many steps in between since they're all connected there's no bits of even fine and the no bits of even then kicks in the easter of being your brother's wife okay eight lines to the top kate does it work? Suhen, the Mishnah says that if let's say Reuben was married to Shimon's daughter plus to another woman, but if uh, Shimon's daughter dies before Reuben died, so that when Reuben died, the co-wife didn't have an erba there, there was no um, then that co-wife has a mitzvah. so it sounds like <clears> Afilu It <throat> sounds like that, even though Shimon's daughter and the and the co-wife. Lived in parallel. They lived together for a while. Doesn't matter. The main, the key focus is the moment that Ruben died. If the if the Erba wasn't there, then the co-wife has the mitzvah you That's what it seems from Mishnah. I'll ask you clearly from another, but from another place it sounds, seems just the opposite. will I mean, ask a question. We learned there were three brothers, Reuben and Shimon married to two sisters. The third brother, Levi, was married to an unrelated girl. Let's say Reuben divorced his wife. So therefore, there's no longer a sister. two sisters married to two brothers because one sister was divorced. The one for Reuben was divorced. And then Levi died, so Levi's wife then was Married by Reuben, who comes from a goddess. Reuben married Labi's wife, so now Reuben is married to Labi's wife, and, and and the other wife, who was a sister of Shiva's wife, is no longer there. Is the mate, and then Reuben dies. Zui, This is the example that we say. If Reuben dies in this garish, or divorced the woman before he died, so the same her The co-wife permitted. Sounds from here. Why is a co-wife permitted? Why is um, Labi's wife, who now is married to Reuben, is allowed to marry Shimon? Because there was no time that Labi's wife. And Reuben's original wife, who was the sister of Shimon's wife, were living together. So that's the reason why that this co-wife has no connection at all to that. and she can marry Shimon. It sounds here. Taimah the Giddish, Reuben divorced her. Then he married this other woman. So there were no there were overlaps. Avo konas, ahakar Giddish. What happens? It sounds familiar. If Reuben would have married Levi's wife. So there was a period, a few months, whatever it was, where the, this co-wife lived together with the sister, with the erba. Then the Reuben divorced her and then the Reuben died. It sounds to me like, then that woman is still considered a co-wife Erba, and you can't you know we don't look at the time to die, but look at them we say, if they live together, she's already considered Taras Erba, which is different than our Mishnah. Omar have even said, Tavra, you are right. This is a good question. Um, the one who learned this Mishnah is not learned this Mishnah. There's an argument here. And what's the, what's the swear of the argument? Hi, the question is as follows, where you, you know, when you have a case of, of a, an ear, a yiddish, there's two ways of understanding how a yidish works. One way of understanding is as soon as the, the parent, the father, the mother passes away, that's when they take, they become they're the Yiddish, It only takes place after they pass away. And that's the Yiddish. The other way of looking at it look at it as soon as they were born, they were yiddish already. Just we didn't know what they'll yashin, we didn't know what the parents would leave behind when they pass away, and so on. But they already have a din of a yadish from the moment they were born. Same thing by yibum. When does yibum start? Does yibum start only after Reuben passed away? Or as soon as Reuben married this woman, there's a potential yibum for this woman with, her, with his brothers if, they were, if, if he dies childless. And that's the argument of these two missions. It goes as follows. Hi, This one holds out holds Misa Mapellus. when does Ebun start? Only when the brother died, when Reuben, for example, dies. Only then Yibun starts. Well, at that juncture, the, the Erabah wasn't there. So therefore, this woman is not a co-wife of an error at the time of Ibn. The High Tanis of the other Mishnah no. The a pill. as soon as they marry Reuben, Shimon is going to take over Reuben's place. As soon as they as soon as these women marry Ruben already, the Yebu started. So therefore, if they were living together with Reuben, even though when Reuben died, um, one of them, the, the, the Arab was divorced, but if they were living together, that means already during the Yibum period, there was a, she was a co wife of an Arab. That's how Rabbi Yimir explains the argument. Rabbi, Rabbi says, chatanu. What do you have to say? There's an argument here. Let's say it's the same Tanit. Sometimes the Mishnah has a habit, it depends which town it is, it has a style, that in one Mishnah tells you to read Kiddush, and the next one it says, that that, that, This one here for sure, it's obvious. Zu, our Mishnah, which is a Kiddush, that even though they live together, the, the co-wife with the tzorah, as long as when Reuben died, the tsora, the, the erba was no longer there, it's good enough. And the next return is obvious that if they never even lived together, And surely the, the co-wife is not charged. So Everyone can live with Reuben. So, anyone further, the it says in the Mishnah that if a, a girl that's able to be Mamai, <clears throat> right, any girl that's that's underage, and uh, and uh, and it could be Mamai. <clears throat> Um, and, but it says in the mission. but if she didn't, the fact is that she didn't, that Reuben died, So she, well, it requires, um, any, what do you call it, the tsara the, the requires a chalitza. We don't say, it's as if she was never really married, to the, the, that me and, That girl who could be my underage was an Arab. We don't say, oh, but she's not really married, another the one, therefore, is still fully uh, chayib and evil. We say, no, since it looks like it's his wife, Therefore, Mid-ra-ban, we don't want her to get married, but she definitely needs a chalitza because She's still the only wife. Says so, the Gemara. I asking a simple question: But why don't we force her to be mine I remember holds that you can only be maimin while the husband is alive. Once the husband's dead, you can no longer be maimin. But he still, disagrees. You could be maimin even afterwards. So the question is: So why don't we encourage this girl? Go ahead and be maimin. So you're out of the picture, and then let the, 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 the as if you were never married. So now the you can go ahead and not only have Halitza, but get married as well. Why don't we encourage that with Timoyne? So it doesn't disprove what Abisha's theory. And Oisha's theory is as follows. Oisha's theory is that the, the argument between Bishil and Bishama is not that great. The gap between them is not that great. But even Bashil will agree that once Rubin died, and now she's Zika, she's bound to the other brothers, she cannot just um, be Mimayi now and walk out as if happened. No, too late. What does Bishil mean that says you could be mine? Is what we discussed yesterday that the way um the way to um to be coined, comes uh, but if he gave her Kiddush, it's called a maimer he gave her a maimer he said you're a to me as if they are married and they're tied together that is what she could be my mind from she could be my mind because the thing is that if she isn't and let's say it doesn't work out and they decide to break up she needs two things she'll need a get for her maimer and she'll need Chalitza for her zika. At the end, she doesn't. She and she and the brother don't want to get married. As far as the zika, the tira, the terror zika, the places that zika, that that bond between the two. As far as that's concerned, you have to give chalitza to sever it. But since you did a maima, you did Kadushin, Looks like you're married. Mahatma. you're married. So the brother say, you know what? You need to get for that. So what you could be maimed from is the maima but not from the Zika. And therefore, in our Mishnah, we don't encourage a girl to go through mines too late. It doesn't help. The fact is that she is still bound to the brothers, and therefore, it looks like that, uh, you know, it's a sort of an error, and the other one can only get Khalis. But tomorrow one to the encouraged the girl to walk out to to, to annul her marriage after <inaudible> now, but to see Abum so that sorry I can go ahead and, and carry out the full gibbum letter says, let's support Why? What say? I'm even a coin basically, all she can do is annul that Maime, which is only an overture let's say giving her a ring or something. but is cannot annul the Tater Bond which is the Zika and therefore there's no point anymore. Once Reuben died, she can no longer know it. So Monoraya. Here is, but the problem is that she's the co-wife of an erva and we learned yesterday already what drama Yochesko said that since it, since it looks like they were married because she, she stayed with Reuben until the very end and then Reuben died, it looks like she was married and therefore, Midr we're gonna treat her as if she's a married lady and that woman is a tzora of an erva and all she can do is get a, a chalitz. She has to get a chalitza, because there is no other wife here, but it looks like there is, so therefore she cannot marry. Now, where do we, where do we say this? We said, yes, I don't know more chalitza. the young girl, says to her husband, I'm annulling our marriage. Mutenes, love, I fancy your father. She's allowed to marry her father-in-law because it's as if they were never married in the first place and this man was never her father-in-law. But Mina, the other, once Reuben died, once the, first, the husband dies, and then she's she's now connected to the second man, and she says, you know what? I'm going to know my marriage to, your, to to your brother, and I want to marry your father. As pseudo love is forbidden, what's the difference? What's the difference in both cases? she knows the marriage as if it never married, the difference is now that she's dealing with Shimon, it looks like her marriage to Ruben was solid, was a real marriage. Looks like this person really was is his father-in-law. And therefore, we don't want to treat as if there's no marriage anymore. Alma The fact is, when Ruben died, this she appeared as a daughter of this man. when the Ruben died, it looks like she looks like the tsura the, the of the daughter, and therefore Midrabanan. It doesn't help anymore to annul it now. Okay, next Mishnah. We already alerted to this Mishnah. This Mishnah starts off saying that all of the Arayas examples that we learned, the 15 Arayas that we learned in the first Mishnah are all examples where they're only forbidden to one brother, but they're permitted to another. Shimon's daughter uh, is forbidden only to Shimon, not to the others, and so on and so forth. But there are six other Arayas which are forbidden to all the siblings equally, to all them equally, which means there's no mitzvah at all. In the case of the Amishnah Mishnah, there's a mitzvah right? But, the, but not to Shimon. The mitzvah is to others. So Shimon is concerned. There's a mitzvah of Ibn, but he can't because there's an erve here and I say does not push away. And therefore the tsar is also forbidden. But she's permitted and she's connected to the other brothers. But in these six I write, the following tzahra, this mission here, like, you're, like your mother, it's forbidden to all the brothers. Because even if it's not their mother, it's their father's wife. And therefore it's forbidden. And we even said before the Gemara that this mission follows Rabbi Huda, who says that even if it's a father's forced wife in other words he raped her Uh, even that no no another brothers can marry her so therefore these six are stricter in a way that's not suitable to anybody and as a result of that there's a direct leniency and that is, she cannot marry any of the brothers, so therefore she must have married a stranger. If she marries a stranger, her co wife, the co wife, permitted to any one of these brothers. Because when do we say a co wife is forbidden? With there's a mitzvah, a the mitzvah, there's a mitzvah, yibun, but we're not going to allow it because um, it's not just a question of a brother's wife, there's a problem here when, of an error. So then we learn now that this passes on to the Torah as well. But where that um, there's no mitzvah, even true, you know, it's true, Nobody, none of the brothers can marry these six arrays. If they marry, if, even after her, father, her husband died and she married a stranger, nobody can. Can marry her because the father's wife or their mother and so on so therefore there's never a midst of never a of yibum. then the co-wife of let's say she married a total stranger and he had another wife that other wife is totally permitted to that this is what the mission says mm-hmm. they can only marry others they cannot marry any of the brothers therefore so the same with others they marry other persons the co-wife is totally permitted because since there's no midst of there there's no in the of Tsaras ever who are we talking about? Ima, his mother, Eishas Aviv, the wife of his father. And we and we before said Eishas Aviv can mean not only a wife, but it can also mean someone that he raised. The sister of his father, none of the brothers can marry the sister of their, fa- of their father. Remember, the din of Yibam is only the sons of the who share paternal sons. It doesn't matter about maternal. It's only the paternal part. say Aviv, his sister, from his, from his father, or Eishas Achei Aviv, his uncle, his aunt. But it's the, the father's brother's wife, and the, and so none of the brothers are permitted to marry her. And the H is achim aviv, and the wife of his um of his his brother-in-law, his his sister-in-law, his brother's wife, all of these are not permitted to any of the brothers who share the same father. Okay, then the Gemara says another interesting argument. Beshameh doesn't believe in the whole concept of tzores. In a normal case, let's say Shima's daughter married to Reuben, and then Reuben dies. Shima cannot marry his daughter, obviously, but the, the, the mitzvah of Yivam still exists for the co-wife. He doesn't believe in this drosh of litzroy and, and extends to the co-wives. So Beshameh be-shame permits the tzores to the brothers. And Beshil oisim. everything we look till now, was a who says that a tzores is forbidden. So, let the mission continue, and if you marvel, say, these are obvious. So, according to since the, the, the co-wife has the yibum, the co-wife of his daughter has the mitzvah so therefore either she gets married to one of the brothers or she receives a chalitza. And even to the brother that the, the father of the girl, even the father of the girl can give her chalitza or marry her because he doesn't believe in his co-wives. So if he gave a chalitza, it's a valid chalitza, and she can no longer, it's like a divorce with the Rabbanon, and she can no longer marry a coin. However, B'sil, B'sil says if Shimon, the father of the daughter, gives a halitza to the co-wife, nothing happened, because there's no connection between them. Because Torah's error, there's no yibum. Next thing, what about this yabu? Remember, B'Shamay says that the co-wife can even marry Shimon. So let's say Shimon marries her. B'Shamay says machshin. B'Shamay says that, it, that it's all right. Um, that what? That let's say if this guy then dies, she can go ahead and marry a koi. she didn't do anything wrong, on the contrary, she has a yibum. everything's all right, which is so obvious, more or less later. But if, if B'Shamay says that it's no in the Torah, then obviously she has a yibum. what's the Gemara Nisha telling us? And Basil says, no, she had no right to marry Shimon. In fact, because she had no mitzvah to marry, she's a Zorah. Therefore, there's an Iser of Korosir, because it's a brother's wife. And of course, even if Shimon dies, she cannot marry a because once a woman lives in sin, even a one-night stand, she's called a zaina and she can never marry a coin. Even though Now, this is extraordinary. Even though that there are things that Beishamai asks of as Basil's matter or Elo for example, the um, Be, says that this woman received the chalitza, she's asked the coin. According to Basil, this woman received the, the co-wife, sorry, received the chalitza, she can marry a coin, nothing happened. And um and um, what do you call it? And basil, for example, says that um, that, that um, to, she can marry the Yavam and then the die, she die, she's, she's a kosher woman. According to, Bisham, according to Basil, if she marries the Shimon, she is a zyna. Yet, and, and according to Basil, she committed the same with chorus not just a, a small sin, a very big sin. Yet, had no problem marrying women who followed Basil. And nor did Basil have any problem of marrying women from Basil, no Basil, no Basil. And the reason is, i we'll say later, because they were honest enough to inform Basil and say, Basil, that woman there is not for you. Or with, uh, um, Basil will say to B'Shamay, that woman there is not for you. Um, <clears throat> because according to B'Shamay, if, if the co-wife goes ahead and marries a stranger, she committed an issa. According to Bisham, that's the only way out because there's no mitzvib anymore. Then he said further, same line of logic. They should have other arguments, tahara and Tuman. Yet no, they had no problem eating in each other's house and anything else because they would inform them when they invited Beshamay as a guest. They would make sure that they accommodated Beshamay and they made sure things they were suitable for bishami or at least they told them don't touch that, don't, don't touch that. So because they trusted each other, they would eat even though, was, even though they had different opinions, differences of opinion. What's the logic of the Shammai? Why does he say there's no bits of sorrow? The Posik says as follows. It says in the Posik, um, by the holding of, of Yibam, It says that the brothers will sit together and one of them died, and he was childless. So the Posik says, Loi Kia Hamas. We don't want that, let's say Reuven, the brother, died. We don't want his wife, Hachutsa, outside. To Lisa, to a to a strange person, so Rishama said the word Chutzah here doesn't mean to go outside to a strange person. Rather, we wanted to marry Bramble. It Chutzah is actually a a um, what do you call it? a description? It's an adjective. It's describing this woman. So this woman is like an outsider. What do you mean this woman is an outsider? Chutza that means that this woman who is Bakal an outsider that means what the one who's not an erve. The one who's not an erve should not be to a stranger. What do you mean? Even though there's another woman there, McLeod, there's another woman there, there's another woman there that's an error. but the Chutzah, the one who's further distant from all the brothers, or from one of the brothers, and she's not an error, she should not marry any zar, she should not marry the brother-in-law. So there's no uh, Tzara, when it comes to uh, Tzara, there's no deal of at all, And because one of the wives is also Shimon, the other one has a Mitzatomah Shim. No basil. Basil will say that I don't believe Kutza is an adjective. I believe Kutza is a noun, that you have to go and nothing that describing any of the women. It's just telling you don't go outside. Basil, you goes a step further. Tell you how do you know if she did go outside and she got engaged? Somebody who has the mitzvah of decided to marry a stranger. How do you know nothing happened? The is not khal. Normally we say that kedushin is not valid kedushin if you go ahead and get engaged to someone that's forbidden to you with kares. But if someone forbid a marries a divorcée, even though it's forbidden, the kedushin is valid and they need a divorce. So we would have thought the same thing. The yibum, a yibum has a mitzvah to marry your brother, but if you marry somebody else, there's only allowed. don't marry somebody else. Maybe the condition should be valid. So have a special possible tell you that there's no condition at all. How do you know It says that this woman uh, who goes outside, he's like, there's no condition whatsoever. Like, there's no condition whatsoever. That's why what I use the pasch for. And a Torah is forbidden from the pasch of the Torah. So what's he going to say? If your drush is correct, it should have said, don't go too outside. In other words, if you go to outside, there's no kiddush. But instead, it says, Chutzah sounds more descriptive. That is, talking about the woman who's a chutzah, the one who's not related. And while she should not marry an outside person, the one who's unrelated should marry the brother in law. Even though the, the other woman is, 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 is his daughter, it doesn't matter. Well, basil, says, kibnakziv chutzah. Even though you're right, said the word chutz and say to outside, we have a rule, command says chutz. You're right. Because of the chutz over the head end, we have a rule. the head end, sometimes it replaces the it's a substitute for a lamb in the beginning. The Tanya we learn to so live as if it says Lichutz, don't go to outside. And the conclusion is not valid if you go to outside because you are bound up with the brothers. The time you learn, I'm the chen yo. The says, "Call tables." anywhere that needs a lamb in the beginning It hit the larkos of Torah wants to put on at the end. The you're For example, they arrived at Alim, Instead of saying it says Alima. They arrived at Machanaim. Instead of saying LeMachanaim, it says Machanima. So we see from all these places, Mitzrayim, Mitzrayima. So we see that a hey, instead of a lam, is a subject of a lam, it says the same thing. Baal Tima, Yerushalima, Midbar, all the same. so Shama, he used the word to used as an adjective to describe the woman, that she's an outsider, one's unrelated, she should not marry outside of the family, but she's not going to marry the family, because I don't believe in tsar How does he know this din, that if she does go outside, that the kudush is valid? how does he know? So what he says, nafka. he learns out from the word Ish Zara. <coughs> Um, it says in the passage that she should not um, she should not go out to an zar, by saying she should not go to zar Saying yeah, what? There's no condition to an zar You don't need the word chutzah to teach you that. It starts of Lycia, There's no condition and then ends of the So it says clearly there's no condition to an zar That not only is a lab but leisia. Like, there's no condition either. I can learn from that. I don't need the word chutzah to tell me that. Just reading the, the pasuk tells you the same thing. No you're right. In fact, what do you need the word chutzil teach you that? You can learn from the word You should not, there's no collusion. She goes to a stranger. you're right. no arusa. You know what I need khutzaphur to teach you. Let's say, if Reuben, let's say, didn't marry this woman, just got engaged, and then Reuben dies, how do you know that you need Yibum as well? I know even, maybe even only if they lived together. Reuben married this woman. How know if she's only engaged to the woman? That's what says chutzah, that even though this woman, is an, the woman is an outsider. The woman is an outsider. What do you mean outsider? They didn't really get married. There's no intimacy there between her and Reuben. Still, there's a mix of Yibu. That's what Hill does in the word chutzah. Not to teach you that the one who's unrelated should marry, the, the, the let's say, the father of, the, of, the, of, the, of the, her co-wife, the ervah and could, could have said and instead it says ha'chutz. What's hard extra hate to teach you another din? To teach you what that even that even if she is an outsider to the husband, she's an outsider. She's not related to any of the brothers, and she's an outsider to her own husband because they never really consummated the marriage. and hill. No, is right. You can have two dinner from here. No, he will say, he doesn't believe you can learn two dinim but extra, from the extra hay in the front. The prefix doesn't teach you a new din. That's the first. Rabba comes along and says, no, no, no. I'll give you a halachadikah logic, not from any Pesach, not just a technicality. Bershameh has a very logical approach here. Why? Bershameh says that the, the erva, um, co-wife, it's not forbidden. Let's say the Erevel was Shimma's daughter. Reuben was married to two women, and the was Shema's daughter. And even though Shimma's daughter obviously is no mitzvibim, but the co-wife definitely is chai. And what's the logic? Rabbis are very simple. Tamariu de vishama. You know what the shama, the svar is? That the ein isa That is That one isa cannot fall on another. Let's say two sisters. The whole din of Tzara, We do learn that the din of tsara? We learned that from two sisters. There's Reuben and Shimon. What happens if let's say, Reuben, married the, the, the one woman, uh, one, a, a, a girl had a few sisters. So at this moment, Shimon cannot live with that woman anymore because she is Aisha's och, the brother's wife. Then Shimon marries her sister. So now there's another isser you want to levy upon them, and that is the isser of a sister of a wife. But ain't isser halal So which ISA do you have here now only? The isser of your brother's wife. And then Reuben marries another woman. So she is the co-wife, not of an erva, because the isser of erva, the iser of your, of uh, two sisters, Never happened, because once the iser of H's Ach is in place, Shimei cannot marry Reuben's wife because it's his brother's wife, then the other that's another layer, has nowhere to land. And therefore, as far as the co-wife is concerned, the only iser here is a brother's wife. So when Reuben dies, and that's the mitzvibah, that, that, that even though normally it's us to marry a brother's wife, now you have a mitzvah. So therefore, she has a mitzvah. Says the I understand that. That makes sense. If Reuben first married one of the sisters, so the Easter of H's Och kicks in first, and then only afterwards Shimon married the sister, so the Easter of Achay's Isha comes in later. Okay, he has nowhere to land, has nowhere to fall. So, so therefore, all we have is one of here, H's Och, Reuben dies, comes in the midst of Yibum, and therefore the Tzorah fine. find. I understand the Isra of a sister does not have nowhere to coincide with. what about the other way around? What about if Shimon married first? The, the sister. So what's the first Isra over here? The first Isra here is the sister, the Isra of Achis So there's an Arab ready. So the should be, it should in that case. It, the, the, the sister of uh, sister's wife, sorry, the, the wife's sister came in first. So she's an erba, So she, there should be a deal of Tsaras erba here. So in most ways, no. Since the Easter of your wife's sister came in first, then there's never an Easter of your brother's wife. And if there's never Easter of a, brother, of a brother's wife, then there's no Mitzvah of Yibu. There's only a mitzvah of your brother's wife. But since the iser of your brother's wife, if you married her sister first, and then your brother married the sister, then there's no of being. Uh, uh, the reason why you cannot live with that woman is not because it's your brother's wife; it's because it's your wife's sister. So th- if there's no iser of your brother's wife. Then when he dies, there's no mitzvah of of, uh, of yibum. And if there's no mitzvah yibum, then there's no iser tara. error. could be learned. When is there an of tara? Only when, is the but when there's a mitzvah yibum. But with no mitzvah yibum, there's no Easter, There's no Easter tara. So therefore, Bishama says, everything's good. the Lord says, Brilliant. So what is Bishil hold? So there's two ways of saying Bishil. Some want to say that holds that even though normally we say, the Pasuk of Litzra comes to teach you that in these cases, there's an exception, we will say Yishama. The Yisra of the sister falls on the Yisra of brother's wife, and the Yishama brother's wife falls on the Yisra of your wife's sister. That's one way of learning. Another way of learning is, that let's say it's your wife's sister, and then now the brother marries her, so that's your brother's wife. That's called an Iser Maisif, And an Iser Maisif is how, according to most Tanai. What does it mean, Iser Maisif? Before, when you, when you married one woman and the sisters have been to you, it's only forbidden to you, not to your brothers, only to you, because you're married to one to her sister, you now marry your wife's sister. When Ruve married her, a new iser was added on because as far as the other brothers are concerned, now they became Asa to live with this woman because it's their brother's wife. That's called an iser And since the iser has where to fall regarding all the other brothers, it drags Shimon along as well. So therefore, Bessil says that we do say chal iser Chal holds that um, even an iser is not Chal and Basil holds iser is Chal. And that's why it's Chal. And regarding the other way, let's say he was H is Ach, and what about the Israel wife's sister? The way basil holds it is that the wife's sister, not that Isa disappears; it's still floating in the air, and and therefore, as soon as the brother uh, died, and the Issar brother's wife is no longer there, the Issar coincides with that death, and therefore it's considered It all happens at the same time. Beis look Achayisisha. Anyway, let's continue. This Yabu, Basil, Poislin, Hosulomli, isn't this obvious? If Basil says that the co wife shouldn't marry, if she married Shimon and sin, she lived in sin, then of course, if Shimon dies, she can't marry a coin because she's a Zaina. what for, so the mother, sorry, skipped the line. Be and Basil, and Basil said that if this woman got Khalitsa, uh, then she's like a get, she can't marry a coin. According to Basil, since the co wife doesn't need a Khalitsa, even she got, it. he went to the motions, meaningless. Treat, isn't that obvious? No, this is, comes to negate Rabbi Menurah's opinion. Rabbi Menurah said, you know, I have a great idea. Why don't we do something to make everyone equal, and let's go ahead and make a but Let's you know what, to straighten out the argument, let's tell every co-wife of an you know what, just get a chalitza, go through the motions of getting a chalitza. So therefore, what's the big deal? So this way, there's no argument anymore. Everybody's happy. It's a waste of time. If you give chalitza to a woman who doesn't need chalitza, you didn't do anything. Why waste her time? And in fact, you're going to create a suspicion that there's a problem for her man in Ukraine. It's not fair. So therefore, the, the Mishra tells you, according to the basil, you don't give chalitza at all. So anyone further this um, this yadmu basil poison hostulum again it follows according to B'Shamay, she's a she's allowed to get married to Shim, she did the right thing. And if Shem, she dies, she can marry a coin. According to Basil, she has no right to this niece of Koras now, and therefore um, because uh, she's the Torah of an error, and she married Shimma, she lived and said she cannot live the coin. is that obvious? I you're right. I did of because we learned what happens with this kawitza, so we also learned what happens if let's say she went ahead and met marriage. Says out of very interesting thing. I do we learned over there. We learned in Purim, Megillah, Nikras, You can read Megillah, the Chados of Mishne the twelfth, the eleventh, the twelfth, and thirteenth. The first Mishnah of and the fourteenth, the B'Chamisha, and the fifteenth. Like Pachle Yesh, no earlier, no later. Amalei Leishlakish, Rabbi Yechon Leishlakish, Rabbi Yechon. A very interesting question. Why don't we use over here the pasuk of to do, It says the pasuk that you shouldn't do Gedidim, and Gedidim with every that we learned two things over the We learned two things. We learned from there that you're not allowed for a mace in the morning, You're not allowed to make you know inc- make incisions in yourself as a sign of mourning, and also it's good that we don't have groups, don't have different groups behaving differently. There are different groups. Don't make agudas agudas. So the khayr, here you have the people in the walled city read it on the fifteenth. The people in unwalled city read it on the fourteenth. And um, and the the Rishon learns The eleventh, twelfth doesn't bother us. It's not a halacha. It's a leniency that we try to make it easier for the people because they travel to the city to sell their wares, provide people for borders, We made it easy. You know, Monday and Thursday when you travel, make it there But uh, for the fourteenth, the fifteenth, we're having like two like two different, different groups. How can you do that? Says the Gemara, what do you tell me like guy, you should have different grooves. Highlight is guy, the, boy, the goofy. We need it for the context of very positive, which is when you mourn somebody, like it says in the positive, you shouldn't bring you no know, out the hair in your head. Also, don't go ahead and make decision incisions on your body. So um so he, so he says back, Im if it's only coming to teach you incisions, lay makral light don't cut yourself up. Don't cut yourself up. is cutting. What's the tis guy to do? My tis guy to do. What kind of word is light tis guy to do? What kind of word with, with a double suff? It's come to teach you, <laughs> because, hey, you don't have different groups. So, knew? Okay. Maybe that's it. Maybe the only thing you know do is have different groups and, have, and, and conduct the terror differently. How do you know it has anything to do with cutting up at all? No, because in Kenya, if so, if you only meant to teach you, you shouldn't have groups, groups. Lay let us say light tug guy do. Don't make groups. What's this this guy to do? Shmav and a tachilu two dinners from there. Don't have a good as a goodest and so on. So this is a bit of a question, Rabbi Yechon. I mean, that was a, that was a sidetracking. Why is it now? You learn to read the Megillah different days, two different like two different uh, dinners. So he says here, Amalei. Um, so Rabbi Yechon answers him back. I don't know. Didn't you learn to before you learn your barmah? You learn sotapsachin. That's a ma'id. And didn't we learn the same thing there? So why don't you ask over there? It says that says if the meaning is that you can work at a Pesach till, till noontime, fine. And says If the meaning is not to work at a Pesach, then don't do it. So um how can you ask me that? How can you have two different titles? I'm, lesser, I'm talking about an Iser. The Tayyar and the Chacham said that the people in the City must read the 14th. And if they want to read the 15th, it says, L-Jaber. they can't. They don't have a choice. And the people in the world cities must read the 15th. They can't read earlier or later. They don't have a choice either. So, therefore, and Rashi uses the words, the Lishte It's very important. We'll come back to later. It looks like you have two sets of laws, two different Titus and others, and two different gods. But, And you're talking about an at and you're talking about a milig. A milig is, everyone agrees, a milig doesn't have the same weight. A milig doesn't have the same weight as a halacha. So some people have this minig, some people have another milig. Um, so that's, that's all right. I'm talking about halachas, yisurim. So it says, and it more explains. put him as <laughs> in his root, in his due times, manim different times. Which is what fourteen for this for prosim and fifteen for world cities. but ultimately, you're asking me a question. minute of course, it not bother you. That's a minute. Says the Gemara. Isn't there an by working at a pace as well? Because what now did we learn right at the beginning of Pesachim? They use the word beishamai asis of the work, or matidin, and basil is matter to the work. He's talking about the night of the biggest Hamits. Shammai say, You're not doing any work in the night of the biggest Hamits. And Basil says, You're allowed to do work in the night of the biggest And And there's some people who followed Shammai, some people follow Hill. And there's Tomat Isra. So he said, No. He said to him, Hassam, it doesn't look like two terrors. A person's not working. You automatically conclude, because he's a lot of work, or you conclude he has no work to do, he has no job to do that night. I'm the Hassam, last day. Somebody sees him. That he's not doing any work. They won't say, oh, it's two different titles. they say the person doesn't have any work. Right? It doesn't prove anything. But over here, these people are reading Megillah on one day, and these people are reading Megillah another day. It looks like two different titles. So, what is it? He asked a question. I'll ask another question. in allowed that these, sorry, the, the co-wife, the co-wife of an erva is, a, is, is allowed to marry all the um, uh, um, is allowed to marry the brothers, is allowed to even marry the father of that girl, because he doesn't believe in Tzareth. And basically, he says, no, you're not allowed to. You have two taurus says, the Gemara, me, sovereign, you think that also, it's very interesting this, this, this discussion. is. So, you know, you have all these machlekes in the Gemara, one person has a trait, one person has a kasha. So what did they do? I said it's Did The other people say Kasha went ahead and eat it. I mean, what happened? Especially be shama So the Gemara says, "Me, savor." Do you think that also ki be You think be who said that the Torah is allowed to marry uh, Shimon? You think they allowed the Torahs to marry Shimon? And the Gemara says over here that they did not do. So Bishlaki says to Rabbi Yechira, you're asking me for my mission here. You want to know, why am I only asking by Megillah? You want to know, why didn't I ask a question from Besham and Bessil? I don't have a problem with Besham and Bessil. Because Besham and Besil, did not have their women going ahead and marry the father of the daughter. He had to do a chalitza, but that's not a big deal. But he did not allow them to actually marry uh, Shimon. So it doesn't look like two times Rabbi Yechimah says, Rabbi Yechimah agrees. He says, asu the asu. Rabbi Yechimah says, no, Basil did exactly what they felt, and Bishamah did what they felt. Sounds like Rabbi Yechimah is saying, doesn't bother me. That doesn't bother me that, you know, you did kosher, you think it's a kosher, this is a tape, and you behave totally different, it doesn't bother me. So there's no problem by Megillah, this people reading the 14th, and these people are the reading the 15th. But Eshlakish says, it bothers me because they have a posig, agudas, agudas, because it looks like two different stages. The halach is like Eshlakish, the and there's a big discussion whether the is actually arguing, or he's just, as some of the Rosh say say, he's just trying to sharpen the mind of Eshlakish, trying to tease out of Eshlakish to come up with all these answers. Says the Gemaren, but you show this point here, whether the Be-shamah actually not only had an opinion, but carried out their own opinions or not, especially in light of the fact that a few days ago that the Shammai doesn't even register as an opinion. So you should know this, is, and Abiechel says that, yes, they did believe, they, not only they believe this, but they actually behaved that way. Between Rav and Shmo, the Rav says, <laughs> the Shammai did not actually follow their own opinions. And they, um, they, they, they did not follow their own opinions. Shmulama, Shmulama says, asu be asu, they followed their own opinions. So he wants to Amos, what are we talking about? you uh, remember we had Eiram in that that a basco came out from heaven and said that the halacha is like base hill. Uh, even though um, um, the halacha So when did this happen? Uh, we say that the followed their own opinion. Was that before they, that voice came out of heaven or even afterwards? Amos, when do we say Bishamah did not listen to Yisrael and carried on the page? If Every time before the voice came out of heaven and said, follow Bishamah, then my time in my number, said, why would they in the opinion say that Bishamah didn't come? Ca- Bishama felt that these women are still bound to Yibum. Why wouldn't they have followed through? Why wouldn't they have followed through? There's no Bishamah. In fact, as we're seeing in the that even though Bishamah was larger in number, but Bishamah was not, students are much smarter than Basil. There was quality over quantity. The Ella must be La Achibasko, Must be after the Basco. So Bishamay said, you know what? The Basco, we're not going to follow our own opinion. No, so why is there an opinion that said they still followed their own opinion? My time. Kind of why then then is there one opinion here that said that no Bishama can maintain their opinion? So the mother, if you want, I can tell you basco, I can answer both ways. And he said, if you want, I can tell you la Achabasco. It happened after the Basco. for example, Basil Aruba. Basil was the majority. <coughs> It was before the Basque, but Basil was the right. So, therefore, the man, the one who said that did not follow their own opinion is because of Basil Ruba. Basil was the right. Therefore, they didn't follow their own opinion. Now, they didn't care what Basil said because they were smarter and they felt that quality surpasses quantity. It supersedes quantity. When does he follow the majority of their equal? The Basil is much smarter than Basil, and therefore, they didn't they maintain their own opinion. That's one way of understanding their argument. All you want I can tell you, it happened after the voice of heaven. So why didn't continue their opinion? Because there was a Basco that said a voice rang out of heaven. But the Fair enough. New, no, a came out. But the one that said that they continued to maintain their own opinion, how can it be a voice came out of heaven and said, you have to follow Basel. This follows Rabbi Shui. They followed Rabbi Shui's opinion to Ummah, who said, a mashgi basco. Said you do not be, uh, listen to the voice of heaven. Taito is given to us, we decide the rules. And therefore, Be-shamay said, I don't care. the voice of heaven said, we feel that we're right. Um, so now the question remains. If you follow, so if you tell me Bishama did not follow their opinion, so in this Bishnah there's no two titus. But if you felt that Bishama uh, followed their own opinion, then our two titus and basic question remains: Light is to do. How is it by Megillah? By and now he's asking about the mission right here. How can Beishamai say oh, these women should marry their the, the brother-in-law? And Beishamai says, you're allowed to marry brothers. How can you have two different terrorists? So we'll continue tomorrow and we'll see the answer. Very important rules, because this has to do with the fact that you're a lot of daven, as everyone talks about, you're a lot of daven different nussuch if you're davening in a svar you're daven nussuch ashtonad, even privately to yourself, or if you're davening in, in an Ashkenaz shulti, you privately to yourself. All that comes out from this here. We'll continue tomorrow, Mitzvah.